Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. Hello. On today's show, Joey and I are going to go very deep on Elden Ring and... We're going to have discussions. It's amazing. It's a thing. Joe will also talk about the show Legend of Vox Machina, and we will get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More, more, more. Or just search for BJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey. <laughs> so many ways to get a hold of us. Please do so. I'd love to hear your results or your results, your um, <laughs> reviews, um, your recommendations, those other R words that aren't results. R words. Uh, yeah, the R words. And just to talk about whatever geeky stuff. We really do appreciate it when you do come out and do all of that, all of those things. One of those things, and this is one of the most anticipated highly anticipated games that have come out in recent years. And I'll be perfectly honest, I wasn't hyped until I was hyped. Uh, And it kind of snuck up on me the day that it got launched. I was like, yep, all right, I'm in. I'm going to buy it. I bought it, I think, the day before so I could pre-download it. Came out on February 25th, 2022, and that would be Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Elden Ring, uh, for those uh, who are uninitiated and maybe have not been paying attention to the uh, the uh, internet and the video game internet, definitely, it's an action role-playing game from uh, the From Software and published by Bandai Namco Entertainment. Uh, it was made in collaboration with George R.R. R. Martin from uh, Game of Thrones fame. Uh, so many other things, too, um, who did provide material for the game's setting. Um, it was released across Windows, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and the Series XS uh, in February, like I said. Lots of acclaim, lots of hype, and that's what got me, were all of the scores. And uh, I went into this super blind, and that will uh, that will come to a head, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. The premise is that Elden Ring takes place in the realm of the lands between, somewhere after the destruction of the Elden Ring and the scattering of its shards, the Great Runes. Uh, Once graced by the Ring and the Erd Tree, which symbolizes its presence, the realm is now ruled over by the demigod offspring of Queen Marika the Eternal, each possessing a shard of the Ring that corrupts and taints them with power. Taints. As tarnished, exiles from the land between who lost the ring's grace and are summoned back to the shatter after the shattering, players must traverse the realm to ultimately find all of the runes, restore the ring, and become the Lord! Become the Elden Lord. Shiny. It is. It's uh, <laughs> Shiny is a good way to put this game. The game yes. is beautiful. The game uh, is freaking beautiful. Very much so. This is a Dark Souls-esque game. Um, no, it is not a Dark Souls-esque game. It is a Dark Souls game. It's the most accessible Dark Souls-esque game. <laughs> Which is also a misnomer. <laughs> yeah, so, so if you guys, uh, again, haven't been playing these games, Dark Souls are kind of even actually like a throwback to the old school games of like severe difficulty and essentially memorizing patterns to get through obstacles and dying a lot. This is the WoW equivalent of a single player game, meaning you are supposed to take your character, 
grind your levels, get to a boss, die 500 times, <laughs> and then finally beat it when you realize you're powerful enough. And Or, yeah, or in, like figure out, figuring out the mechanics of each boss who have different ones, and again, in a very unforgiving way. And just as a slight example of what I'm talking about here, I was running through a dungeon. I'm running through, through from a creature that uh, is essentially a giant um, uh, 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 asphalt flattener or like a Zamboni or something along those lines. Giant wheel spikes, runs you over, kills you immediately. You have to dodge through all of the hallways. Well, I'm watching his pattern, and he's just going up and down one hallway. I'm like, sweet. All I got to do is run, go around the corner, and I'll be safe. No. He turns the corner. And follows me. He's a smart boy. And then boy. murders me. <laughs> yeah. So figuring out that system, figuring out how to avoid all the death traps as, as you're going along to finally get to the boss at the end, which will more than likely maybe not one-shot you, but absolutely destroy you, which means you have to go back to the beginning of the dungeon and run around through it again. Yes, punishing is a simple way to put this game. Absolutely. Um, and there are... A certain aspect of people who absolutely 100% love these type of games because it feels like you have actually accomplished something when you are playing the game. Because if you beat that boss, you just there's that um, just the, the 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 dopamine rush, the endorphin rush of you being able to do that is it's akin to you know chasing the dragon, man. It's just like you're getting that, you're getting it, yes, and just that euphoria, and then moving on to the next nigh impossible task. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, this game is not for the light of heart. I mean, you are, you know, you've got to put, I don't even want to know, like 20, 40, 60, 80, 100 hours into this game to even get close to the end of it because of how much XP you have to get to to build yourself up to beat these bosses. Exactly. And I mean, but the world is very immersive. You, you mean, it's very straightforward. The level design is amazing. The save points make sense. The XP makes sense. There's a bunch of classes you can pick from, Mm -hmm. a bunch of weapon types. Every enemy is awesome. Like, it's yeah. hard, but they're all, like, unique, and they have different attack patterns. There's giants right off the bat you have to fight with big swords. You learn to run away a lot, which is not something people are expecting in a video game. Like, yep, there will be times when you're sitting there, and you're just bashing your head for, well, for me, uh, an hour or so against a thing. And I'm like, why can't I get through this? And it's like, well, you're not ready yet. Exactly, and the world is huge, and they don't barrier you with things where you can't go further into the game, meaning that you can't go from world to world to world or level to level. Mm -hmm. The whole level is essentially open to you. You just have the, well, can I run past these units? Can I kill this unit if I take a longer period of time as opposed to, you know, some games where you're like, well, you're level one, dude. Sorry, you can't go to the level 10 area. No, go to the level 10 area. See what happens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. F around and find out. Like, Uh, And that's kind of with this game. It, you... You figure out that, A, first off, you don't want to go into this game blind. And by what that I mean, it's like, like do a little bit of research online, check out all of the classes, see what they are, and see exactly what you might want to do. First thing I did was I just, I literally, I went in blind. I didn't even know it was a Souls-type game until the first time it said, you died, in that very, very familiar, very fantastic sort of just that screen. And I'm like... Oh, I didn't even realize this was a Souls game. Yep. Like, you need to know what you're getting into on this. Yeah, it very much reminded me of, if people remember, the Onimusha game, which was a samurai game similar to the idea where it's very difficult. Yeah. Every enemy can kill you, and you have to grind and be careful. Because that was like a, you know, a type of game back in the day where it was supposed to be very hard that you'd have to memorize you know, 20 minutes of 
execution, and mm-hmm. then eventually you could beat it. This game's a little bit more forgiving, where you can save and reset the enemies as you want because there's a bunch of save points, but it doesn't make the enemies themselves any less difficult. Exactly, and it even comes down to the fact that, you know, maybe you don't need to kill that boss, and you can just grind on the the, the creatures beforehand because a lot of the times, they let you know that you're going, you're going to go into a boss area because of that weird, like, golden fog. Yep. It's like, you will be entering this area, and if you go in there... The 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 death um, the death tax so to speak really isn't that bad because all you do is you drop your currency but it's like the main currency for everything it's the currency to level up the runes that we were talking about to level up to buy stuff to do really anything uh, outside of just smacking people um, and just collecting loot on the ground because sometimes they're in chests and doing all sorts of different things that's the main sort of thing but if you go into that against the boss whatever you had there is gonna be gone. Yeah, and you have to not expect to beat the boss when you find it. That's a big thing about this game. <laughs> yeah. I went through like a two-hour-long castle and got to the boss, and I immediately knew, all right, I got to save, and I got to level up and spend all my currency, because when I enter in here, I'm going to die immediately. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to beat it on the first chance. It's very difficult to do. And the beauty of this as well is because it is one, it's like, first off, it is one of the most highly anticipated games this year, super highly reviewed, like I've recently even just said, um, tons of hours and playing into it. They've got a Wikipedia about it. Check this stuff out. Watch people's videos because you'll want to get in there. And because of the fact that the game is, again, like I'm saying, it's pretty inaccessible in terms of there's no quest logs. They'll tell you stuff to do, but you don't necessarily remember it. And you'll be able to find the checkpoint save points and follow those to follow the main story. But you can kind of go everywhere when it comes down to it. Um, you're going to want to kind of have a your own personal goals and trying to figure out what you want to do. So you take a look at the classes and you find the builds that people are doing online and figure out what you want to do and then find a video of how to get there. That's how I'm playing the game right now because I don't know a lot of people who are playing the game and I don't have a whole lot of reference other than like you, Joe, yeah, which man. I was like, literally, I came, I came to you after the first weekend of playing it and I'd almost like sworn it off at that point. Like I played it for last weekend, pissed me off. I stopped playing for like a whole day just because I was just I was like, I don't know what to do. It's like, I don't even know how to level. And you told me exactly. It's like, okay, this is how you do that. And it was like, oh, okay. Once I was able to figure out, oh, this is how you level and this is how you get your cool horsey. Like at that point in time, I'm like, all right, all right. I just, I have to take it slow. I have to figure out goals and don't, the goal of beating the game is not the first goal you want. The goal of Finding the swords for my build or figuring out what build I want to do. Because, like, right now, uh, I'm running a Vagabond, which is the the standard kind of warrior sort of aspect. Kind of maybe the most newbie friendly. But I found one that's, like, two great sword berserker build. And I'm like, okay, that looks fun. And then I found a video that gives me kind of a step-by-step to get to that point. And it's... It's one of those things where this game is almost uh, kind of like the fans are a little gatekeeping when it comes down to it. It's like, oh, I love these tough, hard games, and I never look anything up. And I'm like, you're a liar. And you're <laughs> a lying liar. liar who lies. I don't believe you at all. Like, you need you need to check out stuff. And even the game itself has kind of an almost built-in aspect of that. Yeah, I always laugh when people are like, oh, don't look things up. I'm like, you're literally playing a video game for your own enjoyment. Yeah. If you're not having fun, look something up. It's not that big of a deal. It's a 100-hour game. What are you 
going to look up this one minute of content that you need to fix this part. It's fine. Yeah. And I'm the same way. I had to ask my friend a bunch of stuff who's a Dark Souls player because I had, and I was like, hey, where, how do I summon these units, for example? And he's like, oh, you need a bell. And I'm like, wish I had gotten that bell. Didn't ever got that bell. So, because <laughs> like they don't, they intentionally don't tell you for the reason being that if you want the game to be very difficult, it will be. But then, like you said, if you don't want the game to be as difficult or you even find a spot that you can't beat, you just simply look it up. It's fine. It reminds me of old school EverQuest. So, oh, I mean, this yeah. is literally like over 20 years ago sort of gaming. When it comes down to it, it was like they didn't have maps in EverQuest. What they had was they had a dude who played the bard because it was the fastest ma- uh, class literally be the cartographer and make his own website with hand-drawn maps. This Jeez. is the kind of game that is where it's it's like, well, if it's not going to show us, we need to build a community to show us these things. And I f- like that part is amazing to me. Like that throwback to like, no, we need communities to be able to make these. And like with Wiki and all of those different ways to go about that, it's easier now. Um, but also this isn't going to be something like even like a GTA or a Call of Duty where you can just hop in and have a good time because you you won't. You won't. You will die a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two uh, words of advice for you if you are going to start the game. One, if you find yourself lost or anything like that, follow the path. There's always a path. It's like a little road or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Follow the path. You'll find the save points. It'll be easier for you. And two, if you're playing on PC use an Xbox or PlayStation controller. The controls for PC are not great. Ah. The tooltips are not ported for PC. You're going to have a bad time. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. I tried. I gave it my heart's effort. It's not worth it. Just use an Xbox controller. <laughs> and seriously, I would love to hear people's like tips and tricks. Send me messages. Let me know like how you guys are doing, how you're having fun. Tell us me, me about your classes. We'll probably get into this as we continue to progress a little bit longer. Just because I feel that anytime I do something minor, I'm gonna have to tell everybody, not just Joe. Because there's the times I just come into work every day and say, Hey Joe, guess what I did today? I found the horse. I found my horse. Yeah, I found the sword. It's cool. I'm level like and even like right now, I'm like only level fifteen. And my character started at level nine. Like, I'm taking it slow because well, I mean, it's gonna end up like the World of Warcraft on South Park where I just sit there killing boars for I don't know, forty years. But it's fun to kill those boars. <laughs> <laughs> now now speaking of role-playing games, but kind of an interesting twist on this. Joe, you've been watching The Legend of Vox Machina. 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 Sorry, God, you're right. Like, I don't even know why I said that wrong, because it's Machina, because... I always used to say the same thing. Yeah, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's a... It used to... It's based on a campaign of Dungeons & Dragons, uh, the web series Critical Role. Yes. They did a Kickstarter. It was, like, one of the biggest Kickstarters to turn this into an animated series. And now it is out there. Where are you watching this? I believe I watched it on Netflix. Uh, don't quote me on the uh, Amazon Prime. That's what it was. Oh, okay, Sorry. okay. Because I've been trying to find yeah. it, and I do have Amazon Prime. I just haven't been able to catch it yet. Yes, it is off of the critical role. It's essentially uh, cut out all the you know six hours of looking up things and rolling and doing all that <laughs> stuff. It's essentially just an animated uh, show about the journey of them becoming heroes in this land, uh, and uh, it's twelve episodes. 
Okay. Uh, the animation's actually quite good. I was surprised. I thought that, you know, you would be less uh, heavy on the fights and stuff. Because if you play D&D, you fight for like two hours, but you do a lot of other talking and negotiating <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> yeah. But this really does follow, I think it's uh, seven characters uh, who go through this journey to become these magical warriors who are trying to defeat this uh, dragon at the beginning. And then they go on these quests. Uh, each character has their essentially own quests and backstories that they go through a little bit. But they become rulers of, or, well, champions of the land. Champions of the land! And they get set out to go do different things. And, what you know, there's, I don't want to spoil anything because it is 12 episodes, but they do a lot in each episode. And, uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, an interesting mix between a fantasy animation show and, like, real life comedy because they essentially take all the funny bits from Critical Role, which were all the jokes and mm-hmm. all the dumb things that their bard does. Like, their bard has sex with everything. Well, that sounds about like a, what a bard does, yeah. But he has sex like with everything like you would in 2022 if you were playing a fantasy game. You know, <laughs> so it's very weird. Roll to seduce the dragon. Exactly. There's yeah. a lot of flipping off people with middle <laughs> fingers. Uh, the, the berserker is hilarious. You know, he just wants to drink, and he throws barrels of beer everywhere, and he's a Essentially, Johnny Depp's you know character from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, <laughs> wants you, to know Jack. where's the rum? Why do you guys keep get throwing the rum away? Um, but yeah, it's a great time. I was very surprised how much I enjoyed it. I didn't think that you know because I'm not a huge D and D player. Yeah, I, I've played once or twice, but it was never for me. But this uh, the show itself really does a good uh, job of venturing away from that stereotype of what it could be, mm-hmm. and then kind of does its own thing. And uh, I blew through. I think we watched it in almost a weekend. And the episodes aren't that long either. They're not at full hour-long episodes. So. No, 20 or 30 minutes, I think. Nice. So, yes, The Legend of Vox Machina yes. on Amazon. Uh, apologies to all involved for my mispronunciation. Mm-hmm. But you can find that on Amazon.prime. Amazon.prime? Amazon.prime. Yeah! I'm all over the place. Well, I'll stop talking because now it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? Uh, we're going to talk about something that Joe often talks about. Ooh, uh, good or bad Joe? Yeah, <laughs> good or bad Joe. Wait a minute, is this evil Joe or do we have good Joe now? Is this Waluigi Joe or is this Mario <laughs> Joe? Wait, it's not Wednesday yet. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have saved this for Wednesday then. No, this is, uh, Ranker came out with Marvel fans debating the dumbest decisions made by characters in the MCU. And oh, it exciting! Exciting! Ooh. So one person pointed out a small change to Strange's spell in Spider-Man No Way Home could have solved everything. What's hey, that? can you make everyone forget that Mysterio, uh, forget the Mysterio, including whatever he said, if he would have worded it that way? Oh, whoops. Boom, movie done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be a fun movie now, exactly. would it? Exactly. Um... Or was it uh, someone's like uh, someone says not doing this when he's creating the spell saying Thanos is about to forget his conquest to kill half of all life in the universe. Well, if you're going to solve it all with magic, what fun is that? Yeah, that's the thing. Like when you when the genie gives you a wish, what are you going to wish for? I always assume the idea of like, well, humans are bad at perspectives, so they don't really understand the implications of what they're doing, which is what they could have done with the strange spell anyways. Like, right. oh, do you know what's going to happen if he forgets you or something? And then yeah. something weird happens. It, totally, it, it yeah. makes me think of uh, one of the few episodes of X-Files that I did see and that I do remember, and it was the one with a genie, and Mulder encounters a genie. And he's trying to figure out the best wish to do. He's like, okay, everyone always wants money and fame, and it always ends badly for him. Like one guy, I think it started off the episode, one guy wanted to be invisible, and he ended up getting hit by a truck. Jeez. (laughs) Well, we can't see him. Exactly. 
that's why like, I, yeah, so that's why Aladdin's a great movie. If, exactly, <laughs> but the the point like he does uh, he asks, okay, I want world peace, and she basically eliminated everyone on Earth except him. She's like, yeah, see, peaceful winner. <laughs> and so he's like, no, you. I remember it was the first time I heard someone say the B word, and I was like, oh. He's like, that's not what I meant, you bitch. And it's like, oh. and then everyone appeared behind him again. And so they're like, what are you doing? Nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what was that Brendan Fraser movie? The same thing with the the, the, the evil devil. Oh, be dead. Uh, no, uh, something. Be wit. Be, no. Was it, no, that was the, oh, dang it. You're, you're close. It's, it's something like that. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm going to forget. Fraser be, uh, with. Um, I just said Brendan Fraser be devil. No. Be dazzled. It was be dazzled. Because oh, it had Elizabeth Hurley yeah, as the Elizabeth devil. Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, she was hot in that. Such a great movie. But oh, it reminds me of that because every time he wants something, like the, I remember when he was the basketball star. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he was uh, super rich and he because he was like a uh, like a drug overlord. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, I don't know if I got to go back and watch that movie, but maybe I do. <gasps> oh, so good. Bring back old Brendan Fraser. All right. Uh, a lot of these are about. Doctor Strange, honestly, but somebody else said Tony and Bruce introducing an alien artificial intelligence to an to a early imperfect planet Earth and not creating any fail safes or safety protocols. Reckless endangerment. Mm-hmm. You should have just kept them away from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a really good point too, because he justified after looking for about what a minute and a half on the internet that all humanity needs to die. Which I mean, if it's your first impression of the internet, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, but also maybe have that whole, you know, like rule number one, do not kill human. Yes, yeah. that's a good word. It's a good place to start. Uh, usually, yeah. Uh, somebody else says the Sokovia Accords. Someone uh, comments to that says facts. I don't know why Tony was so dead set on handing control of the Avengers over to the government, the same government that was easily infiltrated by Hydra. <laughs> Very easy. Yeah. And the same one he wouldn't sell his Iron Man suits to. No, no, no. You guys can't have the Iron Man no. suit. But, <laughs> but, you know what? That's a really good point. Uh, I'll do one more of these because a lot of these are just Doctor Strange, like the obvious magic thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Strange not opening a portal to chop his, like the gauntlet arm off of Thanos, just that, as we saw Wong doing the black to the Black Dwarf uh, and, earlier. Yeah, and I mean, that's like a really, really big one. That, like, that totally makes sense. Again, like... The fact that they showed it, like having Wong do it, mm-hmm. and then Strange doesn't do it at all, is a problem. They shouldn't have showed that happening at all, but mm-hmm. they did. It's weird. It's kind of a plot hole, sort of. This is the D and D thing, right? Where people like, and I know, and I understand this. I'm a huge nitpicker of it, but like higher level characters kind of have better reactions, so you mm-hmm. can't do that, if you will. You know, like there's a cast time. It's dumb. Like it's a mm-hmm. you know dumb logic because to your point, right? You see him do it, and you're like, why would you not do this too? But you know, I give him a little difference because you know Thanos with the gauntlet and all that. He's right. super powerful. Yeah, you maybe know? you know exactly. Maybe the magic can't slice through. And I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I give up. Yeah. Uh, one that, uh, I'm going to switch over to another article that says 15 surprisingly good movies about the literal end of the world. We were just talking about, you know, the end of the world in the MCU. Uh, but some of these movies I either haven't heard of or I haven't heard of in a long time. Okay. And so I'm getting like weird, like flashbacks. First one being Titan AE. Fantastic. Oh, movie. I, I remember I totally that one. I forgot that. Has Drew Barrymore, Matt Damon, Janine Garofalo, Ron Perlman, Nathan Lane. It's one of those Don Bluth movies where all the guys look the same. Like every, yeah, the Don Bluth animated movies. Yeah. yeah, like every main guy, like Anastasia and this, they all, all the boys look the same, which that was my, I, I still have a crush on those guys. That has the greatest song, Creed Higher, where he's- Oh my God! Oh, shut up. Can you take me higher? 
Uh, for those who don't know, it starts off in the year 3028 after humanity has explored the stars and interacted with several alien species. One particularly malicious alien race known as the Dredge bombard Earth and a scientist working on something called Project Titan puts his young son, Kale, on an evacuation transport ship moments before the entire planet is blown up by the energy device. <clears throat> Superman. Uh, <laughs> years later, Kale lives, like all humans, as a nomadic refugee on a floating patchwork spaceship city. So, Star-Lord-ish. <laughs> uh, he soon discovers, however, that his father secretly left him with the map to, t- uh, to the Titan, a spaceship capable of generating a new planet that could serve as a permanent home for the human race, featuring a stellic- stellar cast of voice actors, which I already mentioned. Yeah, they're phenomenal. I totally forgot about that movie, and I need to go find it and see it again. Yeah, you could probably find it somewhere, I would imagine. Uh, I think uh, it might be on Disney Plus since I think they bought those movies. Ooh, I think. good call. Uh, another one, I've never seen this. I've heard of it. It's called Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. And Learn to Love the Bomb. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an amazing movie. It's Stanley Kubrick. It's a satire about the Cold War which is strangely very pertinent right uh, now. Timely. Um, and it also involves a cowboy riding a nuclear bomb. Like, in As the it's air? going down. Okay. Yes, okay. yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is definitely kind of like a, a slow-moving satire, um, really mostly revolving around the war room shenanigans of uh, the higher-ups as they're trying to deal <laughs> with the nuclear threat. It's 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 solid. It's one of those it's one of those ones that if you've never seen a Kubrick movie, um, it's it's worth a watch. Kind of makes me think of uh, Don't Look Up, where the like you got all the shenanigans of yeah, those people. Yeah, <laughs> think of it as that, but just it's black and white, uh, based out of maybe the '60s or the '70s. Like mm-hmm. it's an older movie, um, but and I haven't I haven't watched it in literally decades. So, uh, but I feel that it would still hold up, especially right yeah, now. I'm curious. Uh, another one, The Cabin in the Woods. I'm scared. I've seen bits and pieces. You I was haven't curious. seen it? Of course not. Dude, no. This I, one- okay, I, I actually, what I did, I watched the very end end of mm. it, and I was explained everything up until the point and what everything meant. So I did see, I went ahead and watched clips at different moments so it wouldn't get jump scares. So I've seen <laughs> most of it and got most of the idea. I couldn't tell you the characters' names or anything like that, but I know what happens, and I did see the very end. I haven't seen any of it. Do you want to kind of explain it? Okay, so okay, so basically, what it boils down to, and it's an older movie, so spoiler, not but, that you know, old. Yeah. Twenty eleven. That's dude. That's eleven years, man. I know, but it's <laughs> not like when we, we just came from talking about a movie that came out in nineteen sixty four. So fair I wanted enough, to elaborate. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what it revolves around is that some kids go to a cabin in the woods, and including Thor, including Chris Hemsworth, including oh. Chris Hemsworth, not Thor, Thor, but now it was the before he got playing super big. Thor. Um, <laughs> Um, But yeah, so what they're doing is they're just going out there to have a thing. Well, it turns out that this cabin in the woods is created in order to basically be like a sacrifice chamber for um, every so often teens need to be sacrificed in order to stop a Cthulian monster from destroying the Mm -hmm. universe, world, whatever. But like when you see the poster and you you start watching it, you think it's going to be something without the funny, but like another Evil Dead kind of vibe where they go into this cabin and weird like the cabin itself is the 
demonic entity or whatever, but it's not the case. And so, yeah, basically you've got all of these higher ups or like even just like guys who are like behind, you know, like mirrored windows. They're from a distance, like creating all of the tropes of horror movies. Like why would, why would these two people just decide to start having sex right now? And it's because the, the scientists behind the screen are pumping in pheromones to get them to do that. So it can enact the, the next murder thing that has to happen. And they, we're playing Crazy. games with it too. Like whatever they touch is what kills them. Yeah. So they touch like one touch like a ballerina toy or something that was there, and then like this weird creepy ballerina with like. Doesn't she just have a mouth with teeth? Yeah, like it's it's ah. super crazy, super amazing in that sort of terms. It kind of reminds me a lot about like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, where it kind of just turns that horror genre on its head. Um, is is funny. It is a little bit scary, gory but it's, too. it's and it's super gory. Yeah, it's more along the lines of like a uh, like a gore comedy more than just like a jump scare sort of movie. And then the at the end all hell breaks loose in the most entertaining way possible. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I think it's a solid movie that I, it might have some jump scares, but like you're in on, it's like you're in on the joke the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's less of the, uh, of an actual horror movie. Oh, okay. Like, that's interesting. And yeah. I think I was even like the bits and pieces I did see, like the sciences or the people kind of creating everything. It kind of reminds me of like the suicide squad when you got, uh, what is his name? Economos and yeah, stuff like, behind yeah. the scenes, like totally. formulating everything with the suicide squad. They're making bets too, like, oh, I bet they're gonna yeah. touch this toy. Yeah. This is what's gonna kill him. Come on, do it, do it. Oh, I want to go back and rewatch this one now. Uh, another one, I never saw it, but it sounded interesting. Came out in 2012. It is called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. This is the one with Kira Knightley and Steve Carell. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that one. No. Uh, another one is This is the End, which I did see, <laughs> and it's all about all these actors. <laughs> the so, actors playing quote unquote themselves. themselves. So you got, uh, got Jay. Uh, Bier, I can never say his last name. Bearshell. Bearshell, yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen, uh, James Franco, Chris Robinson, or not Chris Robinson. Um, I'm blanking his name. Christopher Mintz Plotz? No, no, no. Oh, um, I don't know. Because his name is not on here, but his picture is. He was also, yeah, he's in everything that the, these guys do. But anywho, I uh, just, Craig we, Robinson. Oh, Craig there Robinson. There was a, uh, I just, for some reason, I don't even know why, I just saw a scene from that where they go to find Danny McBride. Yes. And, and they're trying to explain what's going down. And it's Jonah Hill, Craig Robinson, and Seth Rogen. And Danny McBride's just like critiquing their acting on it. It's like, no, if this is the real end of the world, you got to be like, you got to show some feelings there. And Jonah says like the same word again. It's like, better. Better. It's like, no, this is real, man. Oh my goodness! Like, it, yeah, a bunch of actors. You saw, you see, Rihanna slap the crap out of Michael Sarah for reals because he like the him as himself slaps Rihanna's butt uh, in the scene, and he says, "Can I really smack your butt?" She's like, "Only if I can really slap you back." And he agreed to it to the point where he's like, "No, harder, harder, hit me harder," and she hit him so hard he had to go lay down because. It, like yeah. his world shook. Yeah, she smacked the crap out of him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another one, I feel like I remember hearing about this. Mm, did not see it. It is called Knowing, and it's with Nicolas Cage. Oh, Has, I, I think I saw that one. Rose Byrne is in it. Yeah, no idea. I think it's the one where he can see into the future and he has to stop nukes from going off. I think uh, he figures out that like the encoded message accurately lists every major disaster the, from the past five decades and oh, predicts three future calamities. One. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. But his warnings fall on deaf ears. Hmm. Which of course Sounds they would because right. you'd be a crazy person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, beneath the planet of the apes, number seven, eight, one. I have no idea. And I don't think any of us will. I feel like it's from a different country or something, but it's animated. It's called when the wind blows. Mm, yeah. Oh. I don't know that one. And it's about, 
It's set in the 1980s. Uh, Melancholia, another 2011 movie. 2011 had a lot of end of the world movies, but this one had Kirsten Dunst and Alexander Skarsgård in it. Oh, yeah. I don't know that one. Mm -mm. Uh, It Comes at Night. Do you guys see that? That looks more of a horror kind of brutal, nihilistic, painfully tense horror drama is what it's described as. Joel Edgerton um, is one of the main characters. Yeah. No, like I... If you guys like these kinds of movies, there is plenty on this list that I don't feel like we're 100% mainstream, at least as the list gets further and further. So definitely worth checking out if this is what you're feeling. If not, go watch something happy. Go watch Encanto. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I mean, with everything going on, maybe it's not the best sort of thing. But at the same point, maybe this is something you want to lean into. Maybe you love those Fallout games, too, as well. So check all that out and maybe just, you know, sink yourself into a little Elden Ring if you want to have some fun. Until (laughs) next time, guys, stay nerdy.